0: Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 562. We're looking at Romans chapter 14, verses 13 through 23. Let's read our passage. Therefore, let us no longer judge one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Still, to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, to that one it is unclean. For if your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy by what you eat someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be slandered. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God, and receives human approval. So then let us pursue what promotes peace, and what builds up one another. Do not tear down God's work because of food. Everything is clean, but it's wrong to make someone fall by what he eats. It is a good thing not to eat meat, or drink wine, or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble. Whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and everything that is not from faith is sin. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul's in Corinth on his third missionary journey, and he's writing this letter to Rome in advance of his visit to Rome to give them a theology of the gospel. Is in this section dealing with how to live as living sacrifices, and he's given some general moral principles to follow. He's really talking about unity now, the very specific application to the church in Rome. The church in Rome is a mixed congregation of Gentile believers and Jewish believers. And there's some tension between the two with the issue of, do you have to follow the Jewish laws? Do the Gentiles have to become Jews and follow Jewish laws in order to be a Christian? And do the Jews who have been born and raised Jews, they have to remain faithful to the Jewish laws now that they're Christians? And so these are a big big challenge for people, and it creates a lot of tension. And Paul is dealing with this issue. We saw the first part of chapter 14, he, he dealt with it. He basically said, don't make this the big issue between you. Seek to love each other and accept each other. Make that the big issue. He's continuing here in chapter 14, verses 13 to 23. Verse 13, therefore, let us no longer judge one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. So he's reiterating here the point he's already made, that unity is more important than being right. And he's not saying it doesn't matter about being right, that theology doesn't matter. He's dealing with this one specific issue, and we can't take it really beyond this point. Uh, we can we can learn some general lessons, but the, what he is specifically dealing with is the point of following the Mosaic Law, specifically the Jews following the Mosaic Law. So he says, "Don't let this become an issue that divides the church." Verse fourteen. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Still, to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, to that one, it is unclean. So he says, okay, the strong, that is the Gentiles who say the meat is not unclean in itself. It's meat. It doesn't affect my relationship with God, where it's been, how it's been handled. He says that is actually theologically correct. The strong are the ones who are correct in this matter from a theology perspective. But he says still to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, to that one it is unclean. Point B in his conscience. If he thinks he would be offending God by doing this, then he shouldn't do it. Paul's not saying he should commit some kind of sin, just because other people are saying it. What he's saying is that if he really believes this was is offensive to God, then, then don't be doing it. Verse 15, For if your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat, you're no longer walking according to love. This point here is the one another is more important than being right. Sometimes we uh, try to get in each other's face, and it's more important to be correct to be right, than it is to be loving. Paul say, well, it's actually more important to be loving than to be theologically correct. Not that theology doesn't matter. It matters in a, in a big way. But to rub it in each other's face, to beat each other up with it, to destroy relationships over it. No, that's not correct. It says, do not destroy by what you eat someone for whom Christ died. And the people are more important than being correct. Verse 16, therefore, do not let your good be slandered. Okay, he's speaking to the strong here. Don't let your good, that is your freedom in Christ, your freedom from the dietary laws. That's a good thing, but don't let that be slandered, meaning, and the word here can be translated a variety of ways, don't let that become something that, hurts other people. Verse 17, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so the main point here in being a follower of Christ is not what you can eat and what you can drink. That's back to legalism, back to rules. The point is the unity of the body of Christ and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now he's been talking about eating, specifically uh, eating meat. And and the problem of whether it's been part of a pagan sacrifice, whether it's been handled according to the kosher rules. It says eating and drinking here. And it's not exactly defined what he means here. He he talks about uh, drinking wine a little bit later. So, but it's not entirely sure what he's referring to there, whether the Jewish people were abstaining from all wine, because it, it might not be handled in a kosher way. Or whether abstaining from alcohol altogether was somebody's position. He says, that's not the important thing. The important thing is unity. Verse 18 Whoever serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and receives human approval. His point being that following what the kingdom of God's about, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, that is going to bring about God's approval. Verse 19. So then let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. We want to bring people together. We don't want to be legalistic about things, and we don't want to be lax about things, but we do want people to come together. Verse 20, do not tear down God's work because of food. Everything is clean. It's wrong to make someone fall by what he eats. Back to the the strong here, yeah, they're theologically correct, but it's wrong to flaunt that correctness. It's wrong to flaunt that, that liberty and thereby harm other people. Verse 21, it's a good thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble. So it'd be better for those who believe it's okay to eat and drink the meat and the wine, it would be better for them to not do that at all than to be harming those who are concerned about it. Wait a minute, you're telling me I have to give up my own freedom in Christ to satisfy the whippy needs of people who are theologically wrong? Well, he's saying it's a matter of priorities. Your priority is not your own rights. What you are allowed to do, your priority is unity, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. Verse 22, whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. All right, he's saying this isn't the main thing, so don't make it the main thing. You have your opinions, you have your beliefs about whether it's okay to eat the meat, and drink the wine, okay. And feel free to do that. But don't make it a big deal in the church. Don't make it a big deal to your fellow believers. Don't make it a stumbling block to the unity of the church. Verse 23, But whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats, because he's eating. It's not from faith. Everything that's not from faith is sin. So this is the perspective of the weak person, one who says, It would be a sin for me to eat this meat that has not been handled in a kosher way. And Paul's saying that it would be wrong for you to eat it because you really believe you're violating God's standards by doing this. So it would be wrong for you to do that because your motivation for doing it would be either trying to get away with something or trying to please people rather than please God. So you could have no pure motive for doing it. So as I said last time, it's wrong to go beyond the context of this. The issue is, do the Christians have to follow the dietary and calendar rules of Judaism? And the answer is, no, they don't. But the problem is, there's tension in the church over that. So to bring about unity, Paul's saying, don't make this a big deal. Don't be despising each other. Don't be judging each other. Don't be causing each other to stumble. Don't let this divide the church. Come together, peace, unity, love of the Holy Spirit, and accept each other on this issue. So be careful we don't try to take this and run with it and say, nothing matters. There are no standards. Theology doesn't matter. That's not the case. This is specifically because of the two backgrounds of the Jews and the Gentiles and the new revelation in Christ. There's Some things with the dietary rules and the calendar rules that the Jews have held dear have been set aside by Christ. And how do they now get along in light of that difference? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Romans.